Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. How's it going, everyone? What's up, Timmy? What's up, Mark? What's up, man? Good to hear from you guys. Glad we could all get together today. Before we get started, today's episode of Six Pennies Podcast is brought to you by our good friends, Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance. Derek is eagerly awaiting your call or your text or your FaceTime so he can give you a great auto home or life insurance quote today. Send him a text, give him a call. Again, his number is 214-729-6462. You can also reach him at his uh, Facebook page. Derek Shaw Insurance. So facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. And again, Timmy, like uh, everybody knows, if you mention Six Pennies Podcast, he's going to hook you up with a great deal. All right. Thanks. Let's get started. As you guys know, I work um, with one of the one of the big brands in the world. I work in marketing and, and I, I'm really fascinated by how brands work and how big brands are built. So today's podcast is all about brands. You guys excited? I'm yes. excited to learn some stuff, especially from, Oh, I, I guess you're our expert for this as well as the oh, NBA. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I won't be able to teach you anything. I'm just interested in them. I, I definitely am not an expert. <laughs> Okay. One thing I'll tell you about brand management and marketing in general is that all you have to do to learn it is for somebody to tell it to you once and then you've learned it. That's it. There's no practicing. There's no memorization. It is uh, just a bunch of concepts that people came up with. Gotcha. So we're going to go through a list of categories that I came up with. And uh, I just want you guys to list off the top of your heads. I think you, you guys may have thought of a couple ahead of time. Albie, maybe not since you have a new baby. But I just wanted to hear what are your thoughts on some of the best brands in each of these categories? And this might not be like your favorite. It might be your favorite, but it also could just be a brand that you're really impressed with that you think has done a great job of building itself over time that really resonates with the consumers. All right, let's start with uh, let's start with an easy one. Let's go with clothing brands. Mock, what's a clothing brand that comes to mind to you? I don't know if I'm just brainwashed from my time as a little kid growing up watching and playing basketball, but I'm all about Nike still. Oh, that's the first one that came to mind. That's the first one I'm very, very, very loyal to to this day. I think we all kind of are loyal to it. I'll be like Nike too, right? I love the swoosh life, that's for sure. But I mean, when it comes to like shoe brand or athleisure brands, obviously we we're gonna probably dive into this more. But it's more than just Nike at this point. Well, yeah, it's definitely more. I, I feel like Nike has built itself as a brand to where people know that it's going to be a great product. It's a good quality. It looks cool, even if the stuff actually may not be that cool or may not be that great of a product nowadays with all the competition out there. So I think they've done a great job of that. But I feel like the brand that came to mind for me was actually Adidas, which has had like a, um, you know, really? the, yeah, I feel like they have they had a, a period of time where their brand was was not so hot in terms of clothing. And then they. They turned it back up after after Kanye and after oh, you know, yeah. Ultra Boost and new technology. And, and now I feel like when people think of Adidas, they, they think pretty strongly of that brand too, right? It has been an amazing comeback the last four or five years. Been pretty insane, actually. But for me, when I say loyal, like I literally won't look at any other brand when it comes to like athleisure, like you mentioned. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's true, Mr. Lulu. Uh, I don't consider that athleisure, or, or at least not the items what? that I'm buying. I'm Lululemon, buying Lululemon is the definition of athleisure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't have any, like I have one pair of joggers. Uh, the rest are pants. Like I consider oh, them pants. dress pants that I wear to wear to right. work. Right. Okay. All right. The stretchable fabric. Yeah. Um, I would say just to touch on Adidas a little bit, the the growth or the comeback in the last few years 
has been unprecedented. With that being said, the last 18 months, actually, it's it's grown stale. And they're actually at the brink of, if they don't innovate or if they don't create anything new in the next couple months, they might lose a lot of their market share. And and companies like Lulu is is stepping stepping up. They're also they're also getting into um, you know like sponsoring real athletes. So Nick Foles became their first right. football yeah. spokesperson recently this past week, and things like that. So they're they're also going to get more of that market share as well. So if Adidas doesn't innovate and change, if they're just going to rely on Kanye, who is unreliable, they're they're going to go you know they're going to go back to the bottom again. When we're talking about Kanye. Maybe I'm just talking about the most recent releases, but I feel like they don't have a set strategy down in terms of selling a shoe. Maybe like this last one, I know maybe there's just way too much supply. So that's one thing that Team Nike and especially Team Jordan has done really well over the years, right? Just limiting the supply, really driving up the demand. But I don't, I don't even think the last Yeezy sold out. I actually would argue that it, it's the opposite. I think it's Nike that has inventory issues and it's Adidas that because of the hype is the reason why they've touched so many of the millennials. Recently, right? Yeah, yeah, recently, recently. Yeah, I guess just the past five years when the Yeezys first few editions, yeah, they were really hot. But at least this last one, like I I think I bought a pair expecting it to be hot and then I had to return it because it couldn't even sell out for retail. I don't think that's due to inventory or understanding release schedules or anything like that. I think it's it's exactly what I had alluded to. It's just lack of innovation. So mm. the Yeezys now look basically the same as the Yeezys right. from three or four years ago. So yeah. people move on, you know, like people are into, if we're tar- talking about urban streetwear, if you will, people move on to like Champion and Puma and brands like that. So Adidas is kind of losing that part of the yeah. get. All right, enough enough athleisure talk. But I know one thing for sure. When I go into a Nike outlet store, it is like one of the worst experiences. Um, I just really hate like how crowded it is, how long the line is. Nothing about that experience makes me want to buy anything inside the outlet store. But I was thinking about stores because I, I, the next one I wanted to move to is just like a retail store, uh, some place that you go to buy things. It could be it doesn't have, it could be a supermarket, it could be a clothing store. One that comes to mind for me, thinking of clothing, is uh, Anthropology. And also Madewell, the two of them kind of go hand in hand for me. And we are not the target markets for them. But <laughs> yeah, I, I was am, about to say. Yeah. I am almost positive that both of your wives really love both of those brands. Is that right? Absolutely. Not, not mine, actually. Oh, neither? She doesn't like either of them? I don't think she hates them, but she doesn't have the, I guess, the, the liking, I guess, you, your wives do. I, di- I didn't know Anthropology and Madewell were that big. Oh, maybe she's a contrarian like you are. <laughs> No, when, I, when you when you kind of uh, set up this question, the first thing that popped to my head, and we go almost every week is Costco. <laughs> we're very well, what, we're very loyal to Costco. Yeah, and what do you what do you feel about that brand? Like, what do you think you're getting every time you go to Costco? The thing with Costco is not only are you getting like a a good value in terms of you know pricing and and the volume, but Costco branded things like Kirkland is actually pretty good too. So like. We feel like if you if you buy Costco products, they're high quality and also the service is great. So if, if it's something you don't like or you bought something mistakenly, it's very easy to return. Their return policy is, sure. is so easy. They definitely pride themselves on customer service. I, for me, like the Kirkland brand 
definitely does not bring doesn't make me think immediately of quality it makes me think of something that is low price that is probably acceptable quality so it's it's not like if i'm thinking of uh, toilet paper that i would want kirkland brand first i would definitely go like charmin beforehand we definitely do kirkland toilet paper and oh man that's painful (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's like great for us. And I think the reason why Kirkland has a higher prestige in our, in, in my head especially, is it was either like 60 Minutes or 2020 or one of those shows. Um, they were doing tests on wine and they were just yeah. like testing all the expensive wines as well as Kirkland branded wine. And it tested better than some of the most expensive wines. And ever since then, I was like, wow, if, that's that, if that's the case, then... I'm I'm high on Kirkland, and I think that stuck with me. Was that test on like connoisseurs, like sommeliers, or just like the regular consumer of wine? Both, both. It was wow. Yeah, impressive. All right, Mark, you got any any retail stores? I know we mentioned this a little earlier, but this retail stores is where I wrote down Lululemon. Uh, oh, I am very impressed by just the entire setup. I go in there, it's really clean, it's really, everything makes sense. I can go through the clothes, but I think their branding in terms of uh, where they set their price at is pretty incredible to me. Uh, oh. I mean, obviously it's very high quality fabric and obviously everything is really breathable, really comfortable, but the fact that they can sell these leggings and things and, and really never go on sale, like a real sale, you know, and always have everything in the triple digits, it's, it's mad impressive to me. Impressive or annoying? I just respect it. I mean, you you guys know I was a very late adopter to the Lulu brand, but now that I'm kind of in this and, and I go to the store, I mean, not terribly often, but whenever it's convenient, I guess, to just look around and, man, it just it's like Apple. It never goes on sale, but people keep buying it. It's crazy. It is pretty impressive. Speaking of uh, Apple, that, that was probably going to be one that I, I would uh, consider for a technology brand. Do you guys have any technology brands that you like? Definitely Apple. Definitely yeah. Apple? Yeah. I feel like there was a time, Albi, when you were uh, trying to be against Apple. Yeah, and then now you know me, and I have like all Apple products down to Apple Watches, Apple Pads, MacBook Pro. How many, how many Apple products are in your household? Right now, recording this podcast, I see four products. <laughs> Physically wow. right in front of me. Literally wow. right with a hand, hands reach away. Yeah, I mean, I have three like on my body right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding what? an iPad, using an iPhone, and my watch is on my wrist. Yeah, so I want to go back to uh, what Mock said about Lululemon, and I, I, I somewhat agree, and then some, I somewhat disagree, and it's not just just because I want to disagree, but. So I do agree that Lulu's price point is on the higher side, but if you go to like a Nike or an Adidas and you look at their retail price, it's also almost as high, if not higher. And the the difference is that, and you said this earlier, is like Nike goes on sale and Nike has, you know, clearance stores and factory stores and things like that. So there are lesser quality Nike products that are cheap but they're lesser quality. If you're getting something that's the same quality as a Lululemon that is a Nike product, you're paying the same amount, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, there's also the Lulu outlets, which are, I believe are also lower quality items in, at a lower price. They're a little bit lower price. I, I don't know if I agree with the lower quality, though, in terms oh, of I perception. Definitely in terms of national like, perception, oh, though. Oh, perception, right? I, don't, I don't really know. But yeah, uh, it's bit like the quality from 
my personal experience is definitely worse. Yeah, so I just went to Lululemon outlet this past weekend with the wife, and I mean, it's still hard to find anything under a hundred bucks in there. Very what? difficult. And which, and with and our size, it's our it's our size. The size is the issue, right? Mediums and smalls and lower. Wait, wait what yeah. were you looking for? You're looking for pants. Pants. Talking like oh, okay. Yeah, the kind of big items. Not you know, your tank tops. You can find something for like. 35 bucks or something at an outlet but um in terms of like the pants like commission pants abc pants something of that nature it's you're not going to find anything under 100 that time when i got i'll be two pairs of pants from lulu outlet for like 60 bucks each that was that's pretty good huh yeah that's amazing that's great to me i'm i'm interested so you feel that the you know lulu outlet products are lower quality what if you had from lulu that's like torn or frayed or ripped apart shirts I have a couple shirts. They're not torn or ripped apart, but they definitely, I don't know what the word is for it, uh, when the threads kind of uh, lump together a little bit. Mm. Um, I don't know what that word is, but that definitely happens. And it also just depends on which item you're buying. But I feel like there are definitely items at the Lulu outlet that are not in the regular store, which is the case for a lot of outlets. But I can also tell that the quality of those items does not feel as good. And it's just two shirts in particular that I have. I don't know about other products. Wow. Like t-shirts or yeah, like, yeah, they're just like work t-shirt workout shirts. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I so I personally have probably between fifteen to twenty Lulu products, and wow, none of them have really like gone bad so far. Huh. If the fit if the fit has changed, it's more because my body has changed. It's not because of the product. <laughs> so well, yeah, fit. Yeah, I wouldn't say the fit would be an issue. I I just feel like they they just don't have the premium feel as some of my other items. And again, it might just be the the product line that I purchased uh, in the regular store might just be a nicer one or it might feel better for me. But the perception they have from the outlet items is that it's not as good. Maybe I just picked the wrong ones. Yeah, man, I have I have so much like not only clothing, but I have like three or four hats. I have a water bottle, a, a yoga mat, like all of that is Lulu products. Wow, that's incredible. You have wow. uh, you're, you're going way overboard there. <laughs> All right. that's, that's amazing that's it quite a flex mat. man the yoga mat yeah yo- yoga mat seems super unnecessary you know what you know what's not expensive though what tasty tales in richardson texas oh, high, yeah. quality, high quality food but amazing prices especially during their happy hours they have happy hours from three to seven monday through friday great specials on beers great special on crawfish it is march it is the beginning of crawfish season so please come out and have fresh never frozen crawfish at tasty tales in richardson texas store hours again 11 to 9 from sunday through thursday and Friday and Saturday, it's 11 to 10. Amazing. All right, Tasty Tales. If you mention Six Pennies Podcast, I always have to include this, but if you mention Six Pennies Podcast and you're dining in with them, you will get 15% off your entire bill. Sweet deal. Speaking of food, give me give me a brand of food that you guys like. Albie, you go first. I'll have to think about it. So, Mark, you start. So, when I think of food brands, uh, maybe I didn't think of this correctly but the first thing that comes to mind are good commercials that i like or commercials that i watch late at night that always make me immediately want to go to that place and for me it's taco bell it's it's taco bell wow (laughs) man those commercials got you (laughs) they they do i don't know what it is about it and it's not like i ever 
go get the special, whatever the special is. I, I always get the same, like, four items uh, off their value menu every time I go. But they're just good commercials. They, they get me they get me in the mood. That's gross, man. <laughs> well, I, th- I think the amazing thing is that all you had to do was say food commercial at night and I immediately knew Taco Bell. Yeah. To, and I think that I think that tells you just like how strong of a brand they built. Like they Branding. they created a whole new occasion for food with the fourth meal. Fourth that meal, like any, right. any other fast food company um, could have done that. <laughs> didn't they didn't they bring back didn't they bring back the cheesy gordita? Yeah, they brought back everything. Everything's yeah. everything that we loved about it, like Frito Burrito, they brought back some version of it. Oh, <laughs> Frito Burrito. We should Just make that it. again sometime. <laughs> The food brand that I think was, uh, I don't know why it jumped out to me, was Cheerios. How do you guys feel about Cheerios? I probably haven't had Cheerios since I was a kid. You're talking what about do you normal think? Cheerios, right? Like uh, Either, any Cheerios. What do you think about Cheerios? I mean, what, comes to, what comes to mind for you? Like, is baby it... food? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we have kids now. That's, that might be a reason. Okay. How about you, Ami? Honestly, I'm drawing a blank. Tasteless? Bland, tasteless. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Mock. Why do you? Uh, why did you give it to your babies? It started with that. Oh, Cheerio stacking healthy. challenge. Healthy. Healthy. Wait, what challenge? The Cheerio stacking challenge on the sleeping babies. Wait, uh, what is that? You never heard of it? Like, there's a challenge. You know, when you're exactly falls what it asleep, sounds like. And yeah, you try to stack as many Cheerios as you can on top of their heads, like while they're asleep. Oh, uh, but I can't. I can't. Yeah, really I agree with stack- Albert. Like. Like the health. You can even stack Cheerios like on a on a table. Well, how many? <laughs> you can practice on that? that, and then when when Zachary comes back, you can try it on him. I don't know, man. When when Zach goes to sleep, I I do everything I can to keep him asleep. I don't want to like <laughs> mess with that. <laughs> but why well, yeah. Cheerios then? Well, so you guys both said, or Albie said, health health reasons. I mean, that's one thing that I think of too. Like we we gave it to our baby, and and when he became a toddler, it's like a healthy snack for him because it has like whole grains in it. And they actually did like a whole campaign and, and a ton of like scientific research to show the importance of whole grains to the point where I think it's actually all general mill cereals. They they start by having all their packaging say like they're made with whole grains and saying how important that is for the human body. I, I thought that was just an incredible job of like making it seem like healthy products even when they're pumped with sugar. <laughs> Do all of the Cheerio brands or different flavors have whole grains, like including, you know, Honey Nut Cheerios, Frosted Cheerios? Yeah, they definitely have or are made with whole grains, and it says it somewhere on the packaging. Huh. I don't know how large it'll be, but yeah, check it out sometime. Okay. So I have two answers. I think you said um, food, right? Food brands. I think the first thing that popped to my head and is kind of related to what I said earlier is just Costco. So all the food stuff Jeez. that we buy from Costco. So we love that we love the cured meat thing there. I don't know if you you guys have had it. Yeah. But we just love that, is that wine. Is that Costco? Is that a Kirkland branded? It's not. But oh, I, okay. so, I haven't found it anywhere else. And well, then so this is this is all still Costco then. Yes. But then okay. we also love so we also love um crap, I'm drawing it blank now, but Trader Joe's. We also love Trader Joe's. Sure. Ooh. We go to Costco, Trader Joe's. And then the food brand that really pops in, pops in my head, and I think you and I, Timmy, have talked about this in the past, but it's the most recognizable brand in the world, right, is Coca-Cola. Oh, I was about to go to beverages next. Beverage, so right. Perfect, perfect segue into beverages, either alcoholic or non. Uh, so Coca-Cola is your number one? For non-alcoholic, yeah. Actually, for, for all beverages, Coca-Cola, yeah. Is there an alcoholic one that you think stands out? 
Um, I'm a crown person, so I, I, I really like crown. But why, but why? Like, what do you think is so good about crown? I think it's... Is it pretty, the purple bag? I think it's very well-priced for the taste. I think it goes down really smooth. Purple bag has a lot to do with it, for purple sure. Purple bag is really premium. Yeah. <laughs> the like velvet. The packaging's really cool, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's real nice. I, I will be honest, so I, I am kind of addicted to buying, like, expensive scotch and whiskey and it's always based on the box and the bottles so you're yeah, right yeah man true Pack- packaging is super important and i think that's why my choice for alcohol is patron because oh. that bottle is so like instantly recognizable and nice, you always yeah. know that everybody always knows that patron is good quality tequila even if it's like not the best um you know that you're getting something good with it maybe it's from like its presence in pop culture and like rap and everything but yeah uh, that bottle too is pretty awesome yeah, I wonder if that's it. Like, Patron's the only tequila that I'll drink. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, like the other tequila. ones are gross to me. I mean, there's definitely bad, but there's definitely a lot of way better tequila. Yeah. tequila it's probably too. branding. It's probably all they, branding. They also have some really good ads. Like, if you look at magazines, a lot of times it's yeah. a full-page ad where you just see the bottle and, like, some really good tagline. But that stuff makes you always think of it. Yeah, for alcohol, for me, it's also back to the ads, back to the commercials. And... Give me some Dos Equis. That's going to be my... Most interesting man. Yeah. I, I I think it started a whole new kind of wave of those kind of commercials. Um, great but, campaign. Yeah, great campaign. Although I never agreed with the tagline, uh, but it's still very catchy. Like the whole stay thirsty, my friends. Like, like why do you want your friends to stay thirsty? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like staying, like being thirsty is an awful feeling. Uh, just, just putting that out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it works. Like, huh. I love, I love that beer probably mostly because of the commercials. So you like it more than Corona? Oh yeah, yeah. Corona, oh, really? Corona's pretty gross to me. How about you, Albie? Corona the versus thing, dose. The thing with the thing with Latin beers for me is I require lime. Right. So okay. yeah, with with Coronas and those. For beer, if we're talking about branding, and, I, and I'm not a big fan of this type of beer, but those Clydesdales, those Budweiser. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. They're the best. Clydesdale, I think that's that's the most iconic, especially around Christmas time or Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. You always see those big horses. True. Does that make you think that it's like a good quality beer or like it's a family beer or it's, what is it? There's tradition in it? I think all of it. All of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. And yeah, I, don't know I, what I guess it is. I think people think the same way about like Coca-Cola too. Like there's the tradition aspect. There's like how it's, uh, you know, it's an American product, even if it is global, but it's like all about America and it's um, patriotic, all those things. What else about Coca-Cola made you put that as your number one? I just love Coke. All Coke products from Coke Zero, Diet Coke, regular all? Coke, wow. all the different flavored Cokes. Um, you like diet coke uh diet coke ginger lime i've never heard of that one but i'm sure i would <laughs> like it um like like when i get crown when i get a, a mixed drink i like to get crown and diet or crown and coke zero or even crown and coke like they're all they all sure. taste good to me um, there's nothing worse than trying to get a crown and coke or jack and coke and them not having coke it, it tastes <laughs> really bad with the other products which place doesn't have coke I'll never go uh, there. You, you never know. I mean, it it happens occasionally. And it's like, it tastes so bad because honestly, Pepsi's sweeter and that makes, you know, people, certain people like it more. And, but that tastes really bad with alcohol. 
Agreed. So. Shots at Pepsi. Hey, just facts, man. Sydney <laughs> Crawford, Shaq, Michael Jackson, all Beyonce, these. Beyonce, Britney. Shots. Pepsi's pretty good, pretty good at branding. All right, just a, a couple more than I wanted to go over. Uh, the brand is, you know, most people think of consumer goods, but people are also brands. And especially with like pro athletes today and, and talking about the, you know, the millennial athlete and the brands that they're trying to build. I just wanted to hear what you guys think about athletes as well as sports teams and which brands are the best there. I feel like I'm a proponent of every Nike athlete. So before, like, for example, before Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, I didn't like the Warriors. One of the reasons why I didn't like the Warriors because Steph Curry is a Under Armour athlete. So then if he's playing a team with a marquee Nike athlete, I'll always cheer for that other team. Now it's hard because KD is there and he's a big Nike guy. Um, but with that being said, I've always supported Nike. And then especially recently with the Kaepernick campaign, it's really respectable what they did. And so um, Nike athletes are probably my my like blind faith type of type of guys and then the athletes who i followed for forever like a federer and things like that even though he's now um you know he's moved away from nike i'm still gonna wear some of his current stuff but i i think of like the athlete less about what they're wearing and more about like the personal brand they've built to where like what do you think about athletes when you just hear their name somebody like lebron or mj like that they, they of course have really strong personal brands i know none of us here really like steph curry but i think he has an incredible brand where i don't know how it is but kids love him like people think that he's uh, for the most part people think he's just a great player and a good guy and he's just like fun to watch and i think it's pretty incredible the brand that he's built so what? I think it's a it's a ladder that you mentioned that is most important to Steph Curry's brand, in my opinion. It's just his his playing style. I think it it just it's very exciting for a eight year old to watch that, to see this you know sometimes the shortest guy on the court scoring the most points, and I think that really resonates with kids, you know, under the age of I don't know fifteen or whatever. And so I think that's the number one reason why Steph has become so popular, yeah. not only, you know, with his brand, his personal branding, but with Under Armour. Well, I think it's also just the way he carries himself too. So it's like, yeah, it, it looks like it's a fun way to play, but he looks like he's having fun. He's like smiling, goofing off. And like, you never hear like anything bad about like his interaction with yeah. teammates or fans or anything. So like, I think that all gets into it together. That's, that's an interesting point because his on-court antics is one of the reasons why I don't like him. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. for, like, me and you, like, the three of us, because I, no. I know that there's an annoyance here, but, like, I feel like the national coverage and yeah, yeah, media... No, and... No, I, I, full, I fully agree with you, and I fully respect how he built his brand because his on-court antics are, are not, you know, does not garner respect and does not re garner, like... He doesn't win with grace. He doesn't lose with grace. He's always pouty. But the fact that, you know, kids can support him blindly, be even though he does it, is amazing on his yeah. part. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. I have Steph Curry written down here. He's not my favorite, obviously, but he's definitely the most impressive at this point. Uh, just everything that he's built and all these little ways that he annoys maybe the three of us the past few years, like it doesn't hurt his image elsewhere. And obviously a lot of that 
has to do with this team and, and the fact that they're winning and, and the fact that, you know, this new generation knows nothing other than the Warriors winning. Uh, so it's a, it's a lot of factors, but all in all, his personal brand is incredible. Well, speaking of people brands, I, I just wanted to finish off with one more, and that's celebrity brands. I feel like this is one where it can change in, a, in an instant, right? If one bad piece of negative press comes out about uh, a celebrity, then all of a sudden, like, you, you think they're, you know, they're terrible. Before we get into the celebrity brand, let's quickly talk about Avion Realty. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Avion Realty. If you are a real estate agent and located in Houston or Dallas specifically, uh, look into Avion Realty to provide you the support and infrastructure you need to become a successful agent. Avion Realty also offers a 100% commission plan. This is nuts. Um, if you know someone who's a, currently a real estate agent or you're looking to become one, um, this is actually very rare. There's usually firms or, or real estate companies that take a certain percentage. But at Avion Realty, you will keep 100% of your commission. Just by joining Avion Realty, you will be given one-on-one -on -one performance coaching, all the tools at your disposal to be able to work remotely, and also just a mentoring, a huge team there that will help mentor you to become a very good real estate agent. So for you to get in touch or find out more information about Avion Realty, go ahead and check out their website. That's A-V-I-G-N-O-N-Realty.com. You can also go to their Facebook page, which is also facebook.com slash Avion Realty. Or you can call my personal friend, founder, CEO, Van Din. His number is 469-951-3585. If you mention myself, Timmy, Jonathan Mock, or Six Pennies Podcast, he's going to give you a rebate on home warranty, or he's going to give you a rebate on um, membership fees if you become a real estate agent there. So just mention us, and he'll hook you up. Van seems to have a really cool brand, too. You guys call him Coach. That's pretty awesome. Coach Van. All right, so celebrities. Who's a celebrity that comes to mind for you guys? The Rock. Hey, The Rock is on my list, too. I don't think he's going to be the one that I go with, but why do you, what, what do you think of when you think of The Rock? So I'm watching season four of Ballers currently. What I think of The Rock is just he's just cool. Um, he's always wearing, like, Rock-branded stuff with his Brahma Bull as a logo, so... Even if he's wearing a suit, people don't notice that he might be like, no, there's there's something on him all the time with his brand. And I think it exudes coolness, exudes like fitness, fashion and yeah. popularity. So the rocks mine. I think his brand is really built on his social media presence and the way he interacts with people. It's like there's something that's so authentic, I guess, about it. Sometimes it's like I can't even tell if it's authentic because it's so The Rock, and it's just like how does he how is he constantly on like that? He's really positive. He's uh, very encouraging, and you know can make fun of other people or of of his friends, but and, and cuss and stuff, but still seem like a really good guy. He's just one of the most super, like charismatic people of our generation of our lifetime. I would say like oh. going back to his wrestling days. You know, like no one hated him. Everyone loved him growing up wwe wwf all that stuff and now with the kind of empire that he's built with not only his personal fitness stuff with not only with his clothing line but also just he's in like every other movie now it's insane yeah it's impressive because like his you know his movie choices haven't been that good lately either but yeah his production too is is huge like there there's shows that he's he's behind as well not just in 
I don't know. I watched San Andreas this past weekend on my 110-inch projector. It was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I feel like most things on a 110-inch projector are pretty nice. <laughs> I watched uh, Skyscraper on a plane uh, a few weeks ago, which I don't know if you guys saw, but I had heard was one of the, you know, a pretty bad rock movie from last year. I was, I was pleasantly <laughs> yeah, entertained. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. All right, my other, my celebrity was going to be Matthew McConaughey. How do you guys oh. feel about McConaughey? He is just so suave, so cool, collected. Um, how did talks he build very that? From the South, talks with that draw. Like, I don't, do you know how he was discovered? No. So he's from Austin, or he's from Texas, and he okay. went to the University of Texas, yep. Um, and he was at a bar just hitting on a girl, and like just going through like his lines that he's, you know, obviously honed throughout the years. And there was a director, coincidentally, that was in the same bar with him that was just paying attention to what he was doing. And he was just, like, sold. No way. What? Yes. And he told him, hey, come in for this, and the rest is history. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That is impressive. (laughs) Wow. I think think the... The thing about Matthew McConaughey is that I don't think he was always this suave and cool and everything. It happened over the years. I don't know how it happened, but definitely like his commercials with Lincoln and like with the Long Branch whiskey where he's just like talking about it in like a, a, I don't know, like a whispering (laughs) kind of voice. Something about it makes him seem so cool. It's corny from the outside looking in, but he just he just sells it. He just buys all the way into this brand that he has. And like, even though the line's going to be corny on those Lincoln commercials where he's just talking to himself in the car, like it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it's still his brand. So I kind of thought along the same lines for mine, like what's one actor that kind of the whole country just loves. And that's Tom Hanks for me. I think somehow he's become kind of just America's dad. Like he's he's just kind of that figure. Like he's he's obviously a really good actor. He's been in anything and everything over the past twenty years, and he's still putting out new stuff with you know Toy Story four coming out. But he just has this I don't know. Maybe it's just me as a dad now. Like I'm like man, this is this is kind of dad I want I want to be, even though I know nothing about his own parenting he's, style. Yeah, he seems so wholesome, and I think the other thing is he's not like one of those like out of reach, super good looking. Hollywood actors, he's not like McConaughey. He's just like kind of a regular looking guy. Yeah. And I think that makes him more relatable. Have you guys seen The Burbs with Tom Hanks? No. So I had I had not heard of this movie until a couple of weeks ago and I watched it. And it's it's not like a great movie or anything, but since we're all homeowners now, it's it's actually very relevant because um the the whole the whole movie is just based on how all these all the so they're they're they live in like a cul-de-sac suburbia america and all the neighbors just like know each other's annoyances with each other and (laughs) people just notice like oh yeah like this neighbor likes to cut their grass at 6 a.m or this neighbor always gets their newspaper with her with his underwear on like all these little small tidbits that you learn just by you know living in the same location for years and it's funny that this movie just highlights all of it wow what an interesting one to bring up 1989 the birds yeah. comedy horror thriller film wow you're watching some some good stuff out there <laughs> all right 
that just about does it for our brand podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Leave us some comments on Facebook. Tell us what your favorite brands are. Tell us which ones we uh, left out or the ones that we think are great that you don't. And uh, make sure to review us on iTunes as well. And thanks for joining us.